Hello. Yeah, how are you? Hi, how are you? Great. How's your morning going so far? Oh, it's it's going good. I'm glad I finally figured this out a little t- <laughs> technology <laughs> challenge, but I'm I'm glad that we connected finally. <laughs> yeah, no problem, no problem. Yeah, uh, I was having that problem with people before. And uh, one lady actually got through and I was like, hey, how did you do that so I can tell other people? <laughs> the Bluetooth? And yeah. The, are you t- yes. I turned it off and then it worked right away. So good tip. That's what it is. <laughs> so, How's your morning going? Uh, it's going, it's going, you know, but, you know, despite how it's going, I don't let negativity affect me, you know, at all. So, but we're getting there. We're getting there. I'm happier now that I'm talking to you, though. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. This is a second podcast I've done within the within this month, and um, they're exciting. I look forward to them. Oh, dang it! I wanted to be your first one. Oh well, oh. I'll I'll be the I'll be the best one then. There you go. <laughs> Can you hear me clear? Yes. Okay. Great. So, first question, um, what got you into modeling? So, I started my modeling career when I was, I just turned 16 years old, and my mother and grandmother used to model when they were teenagers and in their 20s, and so they introduced the idea to me, but the reason, it wasn't my choice to get into modeling, which sometimes surprises people. It was actually my mother who wanted to push me into it at a young age to actually teach me confidence to kind of break out of my shyness. I was very shy as a young girl and um, sometimes would care too much what people thought. And and I was a tomboy. I love my sports. I grew up with four brothers. So it's actually quite the contrary of what people most often would assume. But my mother got me into it um, introduced the idea. And then I was at a mall shopping around. Can't remember exactly what I was doing, but assumed to be shopping. And a lady that places models, she almost, you could call her like a talent scout. She places models in different markets and she approached me. And from there just took me under her wing, got me some training, went through a a program with her, and uh, placed me to an agency in LA. And then with my first agency in Dallas, um, one was for acting, one was for modeling. And from there, I just stuck with it and really, you know, understand and appreciated the art side of it. And about 12, 13 years later, I'm still doing it. (laughs) Nice. Now, one thing I hear all Dallas, because I interview a lot of I interview a lot of Dallas models and one thing they all have in common is they say that Dallas is really a uh, positive modeling place. You know, there's no, you know, nasty because, you know, a, a business that's full of women, you know, can sometimes be girls can sometimes be jealous. You know, they say you never want to stick 15 girls in one room, but you know, every model that I talked to from Dallas has said, oh, everybody's so uplifting. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was like a room full of bad bitches and strong women helping each other out. Uh, how do you feel about your competition? Do you feel that encouragement or have you had other experiences? 
Oh, good question. Um, I've, I've had other experiences, but I would agree with you as far as Dallas is a very supportive community. I feel that the, I mean, whether Southern hospitality plays into it, I'm just kidding, (laughs) but the, it is a good vibe here. It is. I think Dallas has a lot to offer. Models are willing to reach out. I see a lot of times, um, you know, when models are being in the Dallas community are more opening up with their story, are more trying to help aspiring young models down the right path. I think there's a really good mix of people and ta- or I should say models and talent here in this industry in Dallas where they want to they want to help. They want to reach out to someone and kind of help guide them. They want to be involved. They want to talk about their story. They want to help another model at another casting, give them a heads up. I think we're very blessed to have that, the models in Dallas to have that environment um, and that support team. Um, The agencies are very friendly here. When you go to other markets, they're a little bit more cutthroat. Um, For instance, when I was in Miami, the Miami market, they, the models don't, it's very opposite. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. like competition. They don't want you to get ahead of them. They don't want to share any information. They want to tell you the wrong address. I've heard horror stories of models in New York, but again, it all comes. Ac- it depends on the individual you come across. Um, yeah, it, and it's funny you mentioned that because my friend, she's a Russian model in, uh, uh, <laughs> my, and she said, "I have no friends." So <laughs> in the industry, so yeah, that's yeah. It can be tough. And I think one thing I always, um, I grew up on a saying, my father always said, be a leader, not a follower. I think that if you have that mindset going into this industry to, with confidence to be, you know, your own individual, um, set your own goals, set your, set your path that you want to go down, understand why you're in the market will help you go a long way in this industry. I think that, you know, other markets that are more cutthroat, there's more temptation, there's more distractions, there's more, you know, you can run into different situations. And I feel if you have a good head on your shoulders that, you know, and you believe in what you're doing, then everything will unravel itself and, you know, doors of opportunity will open. So I think mindset and just sticking to being yourself is the best thing that you can do (laughs) in this industry, regardless of good or bad personalities. (laughs) Exactly. Now, um, what do you think you have that makes you stand out from the rest of the other models? I see something, but I want to know if you, if you see it too. Are you talking about like a physical look or you, are you like, like what makes you unique to the camera? Pretty much. What do you have that nobody else has? Well, I will say that um, one thing I get a lot is that people cannot figure out my ethnicity. So it helps me with my career of being able to mold, to identify with different races, whether it's sometimes I can look Middle Eastern, sometimes I can look Italian, French, I can look. Yeah, you. Yeah, I never noticed that. But yeah, you do kind of look uh, multi-ethnic. You can be anybody, yeah. you know. Ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. Is that the word? I think so. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I, I knew it was wrong, but I was like, I'm just going to go with it. Oh, no, I wasn't saying that. It was just a term that I hear a lot. No, no but I was wrong, though. <laughs> <laughs> At least you own it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you said you said you said you saw something. What were you going to point out? 
Yeah, I was going to say the thing that separates you from the other models is I feel like with you, you look approachable and that is something I don't see a lot. And and by approachable, I mean, don't get me wrong, you're extremely beautiful, but there's something about you. It's, it's like you're the you're the cute girl on the block. You know, it feels like we could be friends when I look at you. Like, there's yeah. definitely a relatability to your face. You know, like, some girls, you know, you look at them and you're like, oh, my God, they don't make those often, <laughs> you know. But, you know, and not to say that you look like everybody else, but you have a very, like, kind face, if that makes sense. You see what I'm saying? Oh, I, I, I greatly appreciate that. I think that's the best comment you can give someone. Um, I, I've heard that before with agencies that, um, like Campbell, that when they signed me on, they said something similar. Um, so I, I definitely, I take that as a, as a, as a compliment. And I, and I thank you for noticing that and bringing that up. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like I could, I feel like you're my, you know, high school sweetheart. I can just call you and go bowling, you know, or something <laughs> versus another model who I, you know, oh, I would feel <laughs> obligated to spend a lot of money. You know what I mean? Huh. You have a very chill look about you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Now, I noticed because I have done my research and I noticed you don't have any if any nude photos uh would you be open to a nude photo shoot i that is not how well here's the thing i don't do nudity not because i mean everyone gets into it for different reasons um whether it's embracing you know your body and and being really confident in your skin or if you like the art um you know like the the artistic approach behind it see body as as a piece of art. I think everyone gets in it for different reasons. For me, it's not how I want to market myself. So I would, I would personally not do a nude shoot. I think that there's a different, for me, my sex, showing my sexy side or embracing my confidence is either through a very genuine smile or through a bold pose and expression or through tastefully done, um, like, to me, sexy can be done different ways. I like it to be a little bit tasteful where I'm showing maybe, you know, different features of my body and in, in different, you know, um, different angles for that's my that's my reasoning behind it. But um, I have no judgment. There's I, I sometimes some of the best photos are ones where it's very moody and there can be a nude model and it, it it's very artistically done and tasteful. It's yeah. just something that I don't identify with personally. It'd be um so to answer your question, I probably would not go down that path for my for the, the for the way I market myself. I'm very more on the commercial kind of more fashion. Yeah. And it would be a, it would be like a 360 turnaround. <laughs> but as a model, you always want to challenge yourself. And I think that there's nothing wrong with it. And if I think if I was more into the editorial game or in a different market, that could be an option. But for where I'm at now, current, it, it wouldn't make sense for how I'm marketing myself. Yeah, and I totally agree. And it's funny you use the word marketing because my friend, 
Uh, she used to be the executive at Sony NYC. Now she's uh, started her own uh, promotion company. And that's one of the main things she pushes is like image. You know, you want to keep a one track image. And now that I, you know, look at your photos, it, it wouldn't make sense for you that, you know, because I don't see that as you, you know, mm -hmm. like you've created a, personality to where if somebody were to look at your photos and see a nude one they would be like oh you know where is that one I mean you have a picture you know in a bra and underwear and even that you know is, is like random kind of you know what I mean yes and that shoot I remember that shoot that was one of my first kind of lingerie shoots and Campbell that was through Campbell agency who I'm currently signed with and they wanted to they were having some um intimate clients like Sona, JC Penney's, like where they have like the matching undergarments or bra kind of sleepwear. And I had no photos for them to submit. I had nothing where they could show my body. And so they set up that test shoot and I saw that it can be that you can show that much body, but it'd be in a whole different, I guess there's more, I don't know how to explain it. it. It wasn't like I'm trying to push it and, and show myself. It was more like, hey, I'm here and I'm confident within my body. That was kind of the expression I was trying to give. Yeah. And, um, that's why you see that shoot. <laughs> I was yeah. actually more clients where um, I could model the uh, bras and matching underwear for their e-commerce online. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I honestly feel like you're pretty enough to where you don't have to strip down to the nude, you know, like mm -hmm. not saying that the people that do have to, but you are definitely have the face where I can just stare at you and that would be enough for me. So <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Um, yeah, I think it goes back to saying um, you got to ask yourself why you're taking the photo. Um, like when I post my photos, I say, okay, why am I posting this? What is my, what is it? Does it make me feel good when I look at it? Is the emotion telling a story? If, if am I doing it for likes? I mean, I think when you post certain images, you got to ask yourself, why are you doing it? What's your intention? And if you have the right intention, then that can guess yourself and anything you post or want to, take part of mm -hmm. now it says on your page you're a child of god when did you fall in love with him oh i always was raised in um the church and now i'm more non-denominational um i just it's with it's my relationship with god in my heart i've i love my jesus ever since i could say like I went to a, a private uh, Christian school when I was younger. And I mean, once I realized what I was praying and kind of that love grew and the, I felt more of the light inside of me as a young girl. I mean, I don't know, I may have been eight, nine, 10 years old when I, when I really felt I understood, I felt like, you know, I was trying to just continue like bettering myself. It's, it's really when I understood what, what my relationship meant, what they were saying in church and what my family was, you know, what we grew up in the environment. So uh, my, I will say that my religious perspectives have not changed or my, my faith, I should say, has not changed um, through it, this career. I feel like it only helps me keep a good level head and, and, in this and just always do what's right. So 
Um, yeah, still yeah. in love with Jesus. He's still my savior. <laughs> oh yeah, Jesus is bae. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a preference. I usually don't get into religion, but um, I've, you're actually the. I've had a couple direct messages of models that have said, "How do you really? How do you navigate your modeling career and still, you know, be so faith based and?" How, it's just—it's been a challenge for them, and they kind of reach out. To but, but 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 I, but I mean, but I mean, like you said, like uh, there's nothing on your page that makes me, you know, question your faith. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's nothing on your page, you know, that makes me say, "Oh, is she really a Christian?" You know, because you are a very clean, modest model. You know what I mean? So it makes sense. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah. So what inspires you to model? Well, um, what inspires me most, you know, I will say most people, it's the fashion, it's the art. For me, it what inspired me was to push myself to out of my comfort zones. And I noticed modeling does that very quickly. When you go to a casting, you have to be on stage in front of people. I started in acting and modeling. So it really grow at a young age to to put myself out there, to be vulnerable, to be, um, you know, just how to communicate with people on a professional level, communicate with others, how to network. I think, you know, with me being shy, so shy when I was younger, you know, in my teens, I say, so it's like what pushed me and inspired me was seeing that growth. It was more of a personal journey. It was not more of, oh, you know, the fashion side inspires me. That grew to some, that, you know, that, um, interest grew, but it was more of just the personal growth that I felt day by day. Every event I did, every booking I walked away from, every runway show I walked, it was how it how it made me feel at the end of the day. Um, and so that's what inspired me to keep going. Yeah. Have so you what, had any? Huh? Go ahead. Have you had any work done? Um. What do you mean? Like, are you talking about like um, surgery or enhancements? I have not. I don't have any implants. I've never been touched with a needle besides getting a shot. <laughs> um, and no lip fillers. No, uh, not that that's bad. I just, I, I just don't. It's not, it's not, it's not me. I, I think sometimes models do it. It looks beautiful or people do it. And I see why. But for me, I just always appreciated the natural beauty. And I know we're going to age. So I, I don't, I don't have any work done. Mm-hmm. What's your greatest weakness as a model, and what are you doing to improve it? My greatest weakness as a model? That is a great question. My greatest weakness would be sometimes I want to help others so much that I put myself last. And what I do to improve that, make time for myself to, to write down my goals what I want and achieve that. So that way I always wake up in the day with a goal in mind. And then if I achieve those goals, I feel like I'm doing something for myself, putting myself first. Mm. What's your greatest strength as a model? Being approachable. I think a lot of people, um, I think my greatest strength is the fact that I want to help. I love talking to people. I love interacting you know I, I vibing I just I really appreciate people that have good energy and I can pick up on that pretty quickly 
And so I just feel like I'm, I'm genuinely want to talk and conversate and help people. Sometimes I struggle with my quiet side because I'm also, I'm like an extrovert slash introvert, introvert. So I battle with it sometimes, but nothing that I can't balance and handle. Just some days you wake up and you're, I'm pretty quiet today. I'm, I'm in this quiet mood and some days I'm Hey, how are you talking to everyone? <laughs> connecting people. So I think just being approachable is my greatest strength. Yeah. Now I have a lot of friends at Campbell and I have a lot of friends that are trying to sign with Campbell. How did you uh, achieve that goal? Because Campbell is a pretty good agency. They are great. Yes. Yeah. Um, blessed to have them. Um, the owner, Nancy, she's wonderful. She's the whole team is great. Love Kate. Kate Wagner's like, <laughs> she's one of the the bookers there, and um, yeah, she she's actually my friend too. Oh, awesome! Yeah. We're doing this. Um, well, with with Campbell. Hold on one moment. You'll excuse me. My cat is trying to get in the door, so I don't want it to make too much noise. With Campbell, my I was signed to Klutz before Campbell in Dallas, and the booker from Klutz was moving over to Campbell and she kind of said, she kind of told a few of us like, Hey, this is where I'm going to be headed. And I think you should come with us. I think or she should come with me. I think you would do really great over here. And I think you're ready for, for this, I guess, you know, next journey, next step. So she actually was the one who kind of got me in the doors. And then when I went in to go interview, I will say that, you know, if you've ever interviewed with an agency for those friends that you said have tried or that want to get with Campbell, you have to go in there with prepared. You got to go when I say prepared, have your book ready, you know, be able to interact, be able to conversate with them, talk about, you know, what what your strengths are, what you've done in the industry, where you're going, um, who you've worked with, photographers you shot with. I mean, those are things that they conversation topics that could arise and you have to go in with a wowing personality they love personality they love a good smile they love someone that's um, approachable too and they, they can have a conversation with because in their eyes they think okay if we send this model or this individual to a casting to meet clients clients are going to love their personality. They're going to fall in love with this person. They are, they're going to want to work with them. And I think that's what they look for too, besides their obviously um, requirements like height and things that, and, and different measurements that they have to go by. Yeah. Understandable. Mm -hmm. How do you handle criticism? I'd like to say I handle it well. <laughs> um, I handle criticism it depends what kind of criticism. <laughs> like, are you talking about in the industry? Like, if a if a client says, "I really," you know, for instance, like your book isn't that strong, or yeah, yeah, not the good kind, not the good kind, because we can handle the good <laughs> kind. We know that. But what about the criticism? How do you handle that? I take it with a grain of salt. I, I I'm in this moment of life where I'm like, as you get older, you start you, you always want to listen. To what's being said because if you get defensive right off the bat or you get emotional or you get offended then you have that wall up if somebody tells you something that you truly don't believe like if they're trying to bring you down i reject that right away it depends on the person's criticism their vibe are they trying to just 
bring you down? Are they, are they just mean? And maybe I, I think psychology plays a big role in it. I think that individuals can criticize another individual based off of what kind of mindset they're in based off of maybe they don't even realize they're doing it. Yeah. Maybe they do. Maybe they're just being mean. Um, I just, I let it pass off my shoulders. I will say that I listen and try not to let that affect me because at the end of the day, I, my goal is to better myself every day. And my goal is not to please others. My goal is to be confident in who I am. And I answer to one person, which obviously is God. And, and that's kind of what mindset I have. So I don't, I try not to take anything too personal. I try not to get offended or defensive. Um, I'm always trying to work at that. So that way that, that little seed that that negative comment or criticism that they're trying to plant, it won't be, it won't be planted over here. (laughs) Unless something where I'm like, Oh, okay, I messed up. I did something bad and you're hurt by it then okay you you react and you you kind of analyze the situation but if it's something that's just trying to bring you down i i quickly let that go out one ear yeah because i don't listen to any criticism because you're beautiful i actually (laughs) have a heart monitor on right now while i'm talking to you you know just in case you know i die (laughs) you know I'm gullible too. That's a weakness of mine. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, What's your dream collab? Like if you collab with, could uh, collab with any luxury brand, whether it's Fenty or Louis Vuitton or Dolce & Gabbana, what's your dream collab? Two. I have two. I would love to do a high-end designer because sometimes I feel like they really – like, let's say you take Louis Vuitton. Not that it's like, oh, it's Louis Vuitton. But sometimes those brands are so worldwide known that they, sometimes their their campaigns are so simply done, but have such an impact. And I, it's not so much the name brand of, you know, oh, I'd pick Louis Vuitton. But it's the fact of those designers on that level, they the way they execute their campaigns, I think, are amazing. So... With that being said, okay, I have three. I have Calvin Klein because I just love that it's embracing natural beauty. It's kind of a very like chic European feel. Um, It's sexy without being too sexy. It's kind of tomboy sexy. Yeah. So Calvin Klein would be one. Nike, just because I'm obsessed with like sports leisure. I just know my body is not a Nike model body. (laughs) No, no. Like I could definitely see you on the Nike's commercial. Like, like I picture you just running for no reason at all. And they're like, Nike, just do it. You know what I mean? Just do it. Um, That and and maybe a high-end designer because of the elegant side of it. Sometimes the, the luxury, I think that that's just a, a different taste itself. So you could say Louis Vuitton or you could say Chanel. I would pick Chanel. Chanel's my favorite designer, by the way. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I can definitely, I can definitely see that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Calvin Klein is my favorite. Like, I love his suits so much. Beautiful. So what's hard about your job? You know, most people think, oh, she just looks pretty and stands there. Like, what's hard about your job? <laughs> So one thing I'm introducing with um, face advertising media is if you check out our Instagram, I'm going to start posting 
posing tips for males and uh, females, you know, models, I'm sorry, male and female models, posing tips where people can understand that it's not just about being pretty or having a good athletic body or being attractive. It's an angles game. It's a telling a story through your eyes game. I think that that can be challenging per request of the client you're working with, but it's also so rewarding when you nail it. Um, that I would have to answer that. And I think that that's what kind of helped spark this whole face advertising media thing is because I wanted, I want a platform where people can go to get tips to help guide them in this industry, whether if they're, if they want to set up a photo shoot on their own and they're like, wow, I'm just feel so stiff. And I don't, what angles can I add? And in one note I'll say is cameras love triangles. So, you know, maybe throw an arm up or extend a leg out and, and create height. So I think just giving those tips to people, I used to struggle with that. And I'd study my film, I'd study my, my photos after each shoot. And that was very challenging to always add an angle after every shot, after every camera click, you got to switch it up, add a micro movement, add an angle. Um, that can be very challenging if you are on long shoots. <laughs> nice. Now, when, um, how can I put this? Uh, when you're modeling, I know you wear a lot of makeup. How do you keep your skin and hair so beautiful? And how do you stay in shape? genetics <laughs> I'm kidding um the skin it's I my skin reacts to more natural products versus chemical based products so um, one thing I want to start promoting more on my personal page is the products that I use that are more vegan cruelty you know vegan based natural plant based and that my skin seems to absorb that those ingredients like when you're using more you know orange peel or cucumber, avocado, like those different things I could go into. My, I always, after each shoot, I make sure to take my makeup off um, right after I'm done, unless I have somewhere else I'm going. I take my makeup off. I use a good uh, clear sonic brush, which kind of you massage over your face. It's like a vibrating um, brussel thing, uh, a brush that gets deep within the pores. I do that and I make sure to keep my skin hydrated always. So whether you're using some people like lotion, some people like a good light moisturizer, that's really important. And then I also think wearing sunscreen in the morning because of the effects of like the, the um, uh, UV ray, or I'm sorry, the, the sunlight that how much it can actually damage your skin. I think that's really important and using a serum at night to hydrate, put those like antioxidants and those um, vitamins back into your skin. So your skin can kind of replenish. I think that I have this routine. I'm very simple and I love natural products. So I have like this one brand that I use and it, it works for me well. And that's called hundred percent pure. Oh, really? And uh, is it like a, it's a, it's a facial toner or. They have, they have everything for me. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll post that actually. I do. Um, yeah. You a need to, yeah. <laughs> I should, maybe it would, I actually love that idea. Um, it has, I do a face wash with my clear Sonic, which is just a massage to the face to get in the pores. And then I will follow up with a vitamin C serum. It helps with the skin uh, pigmentation, even the skin tone. And then I just put like a, um, 
uh, face moisturizer on. That's a green tea face moisturizer. And then I do that along with the sunscreen. And then at night I do a um, anti-aging. It says it's anti-aging, but who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Anti-aging serum that puts all of those nutrients um, back into, feeds the skin. Um, I use that and then that's it. Um, I know bio oil, um, bio oil and vitamin E is very good for the skin as well. There's all different things, especially in this industry. You're, you'll yeah. be introduced to different products and companies that have, you know, great products. It's just, you got to find what best suits you. Yeah. It's funny because, um, when I, uh, like when I was young, I used like one of the worst products they said that's out there, which is uh, Dove Sensitive Skin Soap. It's the worst? Yeah. Well, people don't like to use it because, number one, you're not supposed to use soap on your face. Correct. And, uh, well, soap like that on your face. And number two, it's uh, a moisturizing, it's a moisturizing um, soap. So it's mm-hmm. not like regular soap. You know, like, have you ever used moisturizing shampoo? Mm-hmm, yes. Like it cleans, but it doesn't get all the dirt out. Yeah, so that's why people don't like it. But I, I, I'm, I have sensitive skin, and like Dove and Vaseline Intensive Care Lotion is the only two things I could use. Mm-hmm. And my roommate, I had a roommate, and he had really, really bad skin, and he actually had a skin regimen. And so I was like, well, I want to look my best, so maybe I should get one. And I started using uh, Thayer's Witch Hazel and Rosewater Toner. I have too. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's the best toner out there, let me tell you. Oh, actually, a lot of models use that too, because um, the makeup artists will always have that with them. Yeah, it's like no other toner. I wouldn't buy any other toner. <laughs> However, comma. I think I was using too much because I would use it every day, like every night before I go to bed. And I went working out and it was hot out. So I think it dried out my skin and the sun just finished it off. I got like a sunburn very, very bad. And luckily I got my skin back to normal. I used, um, there's, or have you ever heard of Origins? Yes, I used to use their brand. Yeah, I use their charcoal face mask, and I uh, there there's this Aztec uh, clay mask. You just add apple cider vinegar to it. I use that, but my secret weapon was, uh, and they need to sponsor me because I'm shouting all these brands out. Right. <laughs> but uh, for your my, own walking advertisement, <laughs> right? But my my secret weapon is called. Uh, Tropic Isles Living, that's the name of the brand, and it has uh, they have this castor oil, and mm-hmm. I got it for my yeah, and I got it for my hair originally because I was trying, mm-hmm. I'm trying to grow it out, but it's good for so many things. It's good, it, it's a good laxative, it's good for your skin, and it really helps my skin. I don't know if you know this model named Coco, but it's her secret weapon, too. Like, I saw results the next day. And I wouldn't wear it, like, out. I would use it as, like, a night cream. But I highly recommend it. You'll have to send me a photo. I use castor oil. I use a pure-grade castor oil, if that's what you're uh, speaking about. Um, And that's – I use it on my eyebrows. (laughs) 
No, she does too. She she uses it on her uh, eyebrows and eyelashes because everybody's yeah. like, "Why are your eyelashes so pretty?" And she'll like castor oil. <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. But you have to be careful with castor oil because not all castor oil is one hundred percent castor oil. Uh, some have like black dye in it to you know get that look. And uh, other castor oils, uh, castor oil actually has uh, salt in it that is bad for your hair. So not every castor oil is good. And that's why I use uh, Tropicals Living because they don't have that. And um, guess what it's made out of? What? 100% black Jamaican castor oil. Like there you go. It, you know, because like some products you buy... <laughs> Yeah, like, say, for instance, Dyer's Witch Hazel. Yeah, it has, like, a lot of products mixed in. But anything like castor oil or, like, aloe vera oil should only have aloe vera oil. And it should be 100%. There should be no water, no additives. That's how you know it's a good product, you know? I love it. I could, we should have another conversation with different products. Definitely. <laughs> that I love. And um, what is the other one? I think it's called a jojoba oil. It's not, it looks like you would pronounce it like joba. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness. Love um, that too. My favorite brand of that, it's at, uh, it's at Sprouts. Highly recommend it. It's really expensive, but it's worth it. It's called uh, Badger. And Badger. I kid you not, because my mom's a beautician, and her one of her customers had like really bad dandruff and dry scalp, and we had mm -hmm. tried, they had tried everything, and she used that, and literally the next night everything. Have you heard? That's amazing. Um, I'll I'll check it out. I'm always at Sprouts or Natural Grocers. Um, they have good finds. Have mm -hmm. you ever used CBD oil on your face? Mm. -mm. Oh, well, is it good? Well, I hear it's really good. Um, I'm trying to look into it. I was just curious if you've heard anything because there's a few brands that have come out. I've always, I mean, I use CBD oil a lot, but not on my skin. And yeah. I always, um, there's a few brands that came out that have the, I guess the, the hemp oil in it and they use it on the skin and it helps with I guess the red um, if you have like any acne or rash or like a red reddish pigmentation um, it kind of mm -hmm. helps even that um, it's something I was just researching about I was curious that's all <laughs> yeah definitely also um, what do you use on your hair not enough <laughs> it's mm. super dry um, it doesn't look dry but maybe it's dry to me I use on my hair, I don't use anything with parabens or sulf, what is it, sulf, sulfates. Um, I don't use products that have harsh chemicals. Um, I would have to say, I'm actually in, in search of like a really good shampoo and conditioner right now. The brand I use is from 100% Pure and it has more of like the natural um, oils, uh, yeah, but but some shampoo can be too natural though. You know, like I I got a natural shampoo from Sprouts and it was like so natural you had to leave it on for like 15 minutes and rinse it off. Excuse me. Yes, and and I, I feel like it doesn't coat the hair to give you that nice um like healthy, yeah. it it almost feels like it's very dry like it it, it doesn't nourish the hair enough. 
it kind of dries it out. So I'm I'm actually in a battle of trying to find one that works for me pretty well. well that does chemicals. <laughs> well, I have one. Daddy's here. Your fairy godfather, hair father is here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Have you heard of Olaplex? Okay, I've actually used that before, but only the conditioner. Yes, I have. I forgot. Okay, I know you don't dye your hair, do you? I do not. It doesn't matter. I I <laughs> highly recommend it's a three part process. I highly recommend you get number three, four, and five. Like Olaplex is like the best shampoo out there. Period. And uh I I use it and you know, like my mom uses it. Uh she hates washing her hair. I don't know why, <laughs> but um she used I'm so it. glad you brought that up again. I actually, I've used that brand and it is good. Yeah, she used it and people thought she had a weave. People thought it wasn't even her hair and all she did was shampoo and condition. Oh, wow. You know, and it's the only uh, shampoo that can get relaxer out of your hair. Yes, I know it does. It helps build the bonds of the hair. I just, um, I didn't, I think I stopped yeah. using it because I wasn't sure on the ingredients. But... Yeah, it's all it's all natural and it's concentrated. Like that's the only, and, and even though that's not even a problem, that's actually a plus. But that's the only problem I have with it. It's super concentrated. So like, even if I squeeze out a little like dot, it's still too much on my wow. hair. But but other than that, it's a very very good product and it's annoying because people ask me they're like but you have uh because i actually shaved my head and i'm regrowing and they're like well you have virgin hair why do you <laughs> need it and i'm like it's, a, it's the same reason why you take vitamins you don't wait until you're sick to take vitamins mm -hmm. you know i'm not gonna wait until my damage to uh you know treat it you know that's that's yes i i of course you don't want to wait till there's a problem to <laughs> then try and fix it you just kind of keep it healthy as always that's good um i'm probably gonna end up buying some after our conversation <laughs> you should it now I, it's funny because i got the little i got the uh little bottles and i got all three and it turned out to be 60 dollars. and i knew they were little mm -hmm. but but you know how like uh they have the beauty shop size which is huge and did they have the uh personal size well that's what i thought but turns out it was like really, really small. But like I said, it's so concentrated. Like this will last me three months tops because I only wash my hair once or twice a week at the most. Yeah, it's good. So it won't dry it out too much. See, I'm bad at that. I, I end up washing my hair like I try and do it every other day, <laughs> but I like to feel clean. So I'm like, ah, <laughs> but it's so good for your hair too if you can go like three or four days without washing it yeah it's so good and that's probably my dryness problem but have you um have you tried uh co-washing yes i have yeah I, I i don't really like it I, i've never really tried it or I, well i guess i don't know that much uh, about it i probably won't even know how to do it do you ever deep condition your hair no yeah, my friend is a. I, I had my first deep condition actually last week. My uh, friend is a beautician, 
and like she put this stuff on my hair and you could tell it was healthy because it smelled like a whole food store. It smelled like straight up vitamins. And uh, she put me under the dryer and it, it like makes your hair really, really hard. And then you wash it out. But it feels so good when you like wash it out. It's awesome. I think everybody should at least deep condition once a month. But uh, some advice for you since you have dry hair because I do too. Normally what I do is say, for instance, if I shampoo my hair and condition it or whatnot, if it still feels dry the next day, then I will just recondition it. I won't shampoo it, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, sure. so maybe you can try that. Well, we just went off into a whole hair topic. <laughs> yeah, we just turned this into a whole different podcast. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know. Well, All right, so back to you. Um, I know with the whole Epstein thing going on and the whole, like, uh, Harvey Weinstein, I know there's a lot of creeps out there. My friends tell me they meet up with them all the time. When it comes to photographers, sometimes some photographers might be a little too handsy, make them uncomfortable. How do you protect yourself and uh, stay safe? I know it might help actually having a real agency and not doing it yourself, but how do you stay, like, safe? Well, um, you're right. The agency does help a lot. Um, I do a lot of research. You can still never tell, even though um, I'm really good at kind of reading people's energy um, some in, in person. <laughs> but um, I always, always recommend that you, somebody knows where you are exactly. If I ever change a location, if I ever go anywhere, I mean, I, I hate to say I'm like too precautious, but you just never know. I've taken pictures of people's license plate and send it. <laughs> I've done like, I'll send where I'm going, the address, the name of the person I'm going to be with. Um, I'll ask others around like, Hey, have you worked with this person before? Like, let's say if there's a mutual friend or somebody I see tagged on a page, I'll, I'll reach out and I'll say, Hey, have you worked with this person before? You know, unfortunately that's just the world we live in. Would you love to trust and just kind of collab with everyone or just trust anyone in general? Yes. I know that's our natural instinct sometimes but it's always just being safe and I guess just understanding that unfortunately there are some bad people out there and if you can you know just at least tell someone where you're going to be you can turn your iPhone location on you can share your location um, do a little bit of research before you're going to work with someone and that will go a long way. I mean, that should keep you safe. If you're too trusting, naive, sometimes a lot of young models get stuck in the situation, whether female or male, there's no difference. It's just the point of being too trusting. Um, unfortunately, bad things can happen. Um, I, I have a, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I would like to say street smart. So I, um, I've even had, I've done all of my safety things before and have still caught myself in some tough situations in uh, Miami, actually. And it's you just gotta. I feel if you show the fear, it's sensible. You just gotta know how to get out. That makes yeah. Sense. Sometimes you can't. I mean, life. If it happens, it happens. I just try and at least be aware of your surroundings and research who you're gonna work with, and that will can at least help you make a better decision. 
Yeah, quick on your feet. Mm-hmm. So um, what's a perfect day out for you? Which spot do you prefer as somebody from Dallas? Do you prefer Deep Ellum, Bishop Arts, or Uptown? <laughs> I prefer a park, <laughs> somewhere quiet. But being in Dallas, um, I prefer Uptown. Um, I got to go If I'm there, with boy. people. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just thinking that loud. I was like, I got to go there sometime. I I, I hardly ever, because I had bad experience. I used to, I, like, I clubbed there one time, and I had uh, the people there so obnoxious. I just, yeah. you know, never went again. But I got to, uh, wh- wh- where do you go down there? I should go sometime. You know what? Actually, I was about to say, <laughs> I haven't been there in quite some time. Um, the I will say this. It depends on your mood. Because if I'm going to go for a photo shoot, I prefer Deep Ellum. If I'm going to go to kind of like relax or, or even Deep Ellum, if you, if you kind of want to have like a night out with your friends and you just want to chill or you want to kind of, if you want to go and look at different, um, they have like murals and, and some different art display, I would say that would be nice to go to Deep Ellum. Bishop Arts or the Design District, if you're kind of wanting to do, let's say, like, I don't know, if you're looking for property, I think that's a really good area. I personally don't hang out there a lot, but if I do shoots there, if you're wanting more of, like, a simple backdrop with, like, you know, different brick tones, um, you could go there. Um, Uptown, I really just like to go eat um, with friends. I don't really like to hang out too much or people meet because i feel like the crowd isn't really my crowd but if i'm with yeah. the group yeah if i'm with the group i love the the food options in uptown i love that you're just center city it feels that you know you have all the skyscrapers around you and i just think it's it's expanding i don't go out anymore i feel like i'm past that <laughs> so, yeah when i was younger i'd say yeah uptown going out but nowadays it's more of just finding a eating in a new place um but to me you know actually since dallas is growing so much i mean a lot of places are opening up some cool hole in the walls outside of dallas or over kind of by or is that south side lamar if you go to like um even in deep elm they've had a lot of cool little pop-up shops um take yeah i feel like deep elm is probably my better hangout i should say yeah, I feel like I'm. I've outgrown Deep Ellum. I used to like really? it when I was. Yeah, I used to like it when I was younger, but it's so like to me, it's so dirty and gritty down there. You know, I. <laughs> I my, oh, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. Like my uh, spot isn't even in Dallas. I go to shops of Legacy, uh-huh. or like you know Legacy West, where you have. Um, uh, Club Vinyl 360. Uh, there's this one place that's a great restaurant. It's a weird name. I forget at the moment, but um, yeah, um, it's it's very cleaner and uh-huh. the people are better. You know, I went to Deep okay. Ellum yeah. for my uh, friend's birthday, and you know, it was so like. Uh, you know, dirty. Uh, I, you know, I still like Deep Ellum to day drink. You know? I still like to go down there to day drink, but I went down there recently for my friend's birthday and like a homeless guy came up to me asking me for a dollar 
somebody walked up to me asking to sell me weed. You know, I ended up buying it. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> I was like, maybe you shouldn't say that on the podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But no, like, um, it's like, you know, I, and then I go to a place like, like uh, Plano where Legacy West, Scruffy Duffy's, that's the name of the uh, home bar, Scruffy Duffy's. It's a nice place. It's a nice starting place where you get your pregame on. But, um, yeah, I go there and the people are nice. Everything is clean. You know, you know, I don't have any, you know, weird smells in the air. It's not crowded. Nobody's asking, hey, can I borrow a dollar? You know, there's a lot of homeless people in Deep Ellum. You know, I always love it because it's very artsy. And there are some very talented people there. But yeah. it's just not my scene anymore, you know. I The thing is, is I never really go out. And I feel that, you know... Legacy West, you're right. There's they they probably offer a better ambiance, and there's I'm sure it would be more of my crowd. It's a tasteful crowd. I've I've been out there sometimes to go eat, but it's like I don't go there enough to really speak about it. I'm always in Dallas for shoots or you know a center meeting point for people like in the industry or friends to hang out. So I'm not really one to go out anywhere <laughs> me um, neither anymore like yeah. i'm with you like it's stay home watch hamilton or stay home watch some kind of musical or you know tv show you know what i mean really i'm more outdoorsy i actually well covid now thanks to that i mean we've adjusted to being more homebodies <laughs> but yeah. i'm uh, i'm more outdoorsy like i want to go outside i want to stretch i want to read i want to like i'll take my animals outside Sometimes I'm going to go on, like, do a bike ride. I mean, we, we're planning a trip to Colorado. We want to go hiking. We want to be a teacher. I feel like that speaks to me more than, like, being in a crowd of people because I like that kind of um, that calm moment, like those calming moments and where you can kind of disconnect from the loudness of the city or the industry. And I really enjoy that. But musicals are fun. I didn't know that about you. That's interesting. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, that's actually what I do. I'm an actor. I uh, I mean, I don't really consider myself a... People say I'm a musical theater kid, and I guess I am to an extent, but I like film acting way more better as a career. You know, like, of course, I have, like, my dream Broadway wow. roles I would like to do on Broadway, but I definitely am an actor first. I love that. I'll have to check out some more work and... Have you been? Have you done any recent jobs? Like I know we've kind of been at things have slowed down since March, but um... well, it's well, it's funny because actually, uh, theater three and what a lot of theaters are doing now is taking a page out of Hamilton's book. They're actually having productions and rehearsals and whatnot. Like uh, my friend, and she's in New York. She's doing Into the Woods, but instead of um, Instead of like having an audience, they're just gonna stream it. Mm, very cool. Yeah. So instead of going to see it, record it one time, and and they're gonna put it on the uh, their website, and you just pay there and watch it from home. And I know it's not the same, but you know, at least it's something. You know, we're adjusting. Yes, I have a question for you. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> when. Did you? Why did you start your podcast? 
what made you want to go this route and what do you hope to accomplish with it? Because there was nothing else to do. <laughs> All the, uh, you know, Hollywood shut down. Nobody's really filming anymore. Uh, so no auditions there. Um, all the theaters. And I'm creator, and I'm pretty sure you feel this way, too, about a model. Like, you have to create. You have to be productive. You can't, mm-hmm. you know, just. No. <laughs> There's, I'll go to, yeah, like there's times that's what I'm doing the show, and I need, you know, I need something. I need to listen to Shrek the Musical or something to like <laughs> ease the pain, you know, because you do get that itch. And um, podcast was always something I wanted to try. Um, and I never really, you know, got into it and I felt like now's the time. Number one, number two, it's just a hobby for me. You know, it's way, I mean, I'm here. You still there? Oh, I think it was a connection thing. Cause you, it sounded very, yeah. Uh, okay. You kind of went silent. Auto-tune, like it was, your but no, voice like, was, I don't know. It picked up a different. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, like I was saying, I um, like I it's it's cheaper than smoking cigars, and I get paid for it. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I want to do it, and plus, I want to give people a voice. Yes, you know, I I feel like I have a decent following, so I want to put people out there like I'm a lot of people's first podcast you know and I would never like my friend was like would you ever interview somebody fa- um Raven Simone Ariana Grande and Kiki Palmer or huh, some dancers or choice. something Sis. but you know I would like to keep it local but yeah that's why oh, cool you know. well thank you for sharing so you you said Texas time where are you currently like yeah. where are you located what state Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I am in Dallas, Texas. <laughs> yeah. In a high rise, which I actually Yeah, which which I'm actually just getting uh used to because you know, I'm the type of guy that likes to be comfortable, you know, in my house and I like a lot of natural light, so I have the windows up and I noticed that the windows facing mine are up more than usual so I have to kind of you know adjust so how many um, but yeah it's I know, nice I don't know our time yet have we exceeded over an hour did you get all the questions <laughs> okay we're, we're, we're good we're good <laughs> yeah um, but I do have uh, one more question for you. Uh, what advice would you give somebody that's well, trying um, to do what you do or trying to accomplish to the things that you've accomplished? would be to follow their intuition and be themselves. Don't be afraid to be yourself. It's just we're uniquely, beautifully and uniquely made. And I think the less you try and 
prove your the less you try and prove yourself or put yourself last as far as happiness what you want to accomplish i just feel like my advice would be just to own what you what you want own write your goals down be yourself speak it into existence and go get it <laughs> that would be my advice because i think you know there's something that can appeal and correlate to everyone it's it's just don't overthink things don't worry too much what other people are going to say think or do it's what do you want just really be able to tap into your inner self and and trust your instinct and follow your heart follow your gut and whatever that's telling you whether you want to get back into theater or you know start a modeling career or start a podcast I mean if that's what's speaking to you listen to that voice and go for it Uh, I really was curious about the podcast. Um, I saw nice, you did a lot of nice. interviews. You seem very busy and speaking to a lot of, um, you know, professional entrepreneurs. I think that that's awesome. I'm really happy you reached out. Um, I'm glad that we connected because now it's like, oh, I met someone new. <laughs> and um, I love. I would love to link up about you know other you know just stay connected. Yeah. And when I say link up, it's just kind of like talk about. You know, I just love that we're know so many people and we can, you know, stay connected and, and see how we can continue to help definitely, others. And, definitely. You know, maybe yeah, that's I just I'm very thankful and I love these podcasts. This is my second one. Sorry, you weren't first. <laughs> but they were they're they're exciting and I just if, if this conversation can help anyone by any means, um, with anything <laughs> said today from you or myself, I mean that would be goal <laughs> you <laughs> well my other really really good definitely no I, I was say the best, that but i will say I... that i felt your questions were geared towards some commonly asked questions for pe maybe people in the industry so i i really felt your sense of wanting to answer things that are or, or, or get answers to things that people would actually you know seek and you you made it more i guess kind of generic to help guide people that may be asking themselves these things and it wasn't you didn't feel like you were just trying to get me to talk about me so much it was more of like hey what advice could you give what have you learned that maybe someone else could step away with and i really appreciate that. Yeah, because that's why that's one of the reasons. Another reason why I started, I wanted, yeah, I wanted to be entertaining, but I wanted to be informational too. Like I feel like each one of my podcasts has some advice that would help you. I mean, I've even, you know, gotten help from talking to some people. You know what I mean? So I, I definitely want to do that and want to actually you know, hard questions. And I definitely want to know what you guys want. That's why I asked you, you know, what no, your I, favorite I felt brand that is because um, I want I you to, like, awesome. put it out in the universe. You know what I mean? Yeah.
Yeah, because I remember what you're saying that uh, you can speak it into existence. And I was actually, I've actually been reading a book on the laws of the universe. And that's one of the laws because, you know, the world was literally created by words. God Mm -hmm. spoke the world into existence. So it would make sense that our words are still powerful, you know, to this day. You know what I mean? So um, definitely. And also try to, you know, just keep putting out because I really like your vibe. You seem like a very chill, positive person. Well, I appreciate you know, just it. And keep putting likewise, that energy out there because that's, that's the energy uh, you're going to get You touched back, on some you know? really good points. And exactly. I think, you know, just spreading good energy and it, it'll come back to you. I, I 100% completely agree with that. I feel like that's what we accomplished today. And um, thank you again for having me on. Yay, no problem. Of course, when will this, um, are you, is this being uploaded today or when do you plan on kind of launching it? Feel free. Sunday. Okay, awesome. I'll have to check it out. Just, I will look for it then. Um, (laughs) Sunday. Yeah. 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 Whenever I upload it, I'll send you a link so you can share it everywhere. (laughs) Me too. Bye.